Welcome to Dear 20-something. I'm Erica, the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here. A bit about me, I'm a 20-something social entrepreneur and investor who is navigating the ups and downs of being in my 20s. The Dear 20-something podcast started because we wanted to create a space for ambitious and curious 20-somethings to connect with the successful changemakers they most look up to. While the 20s can be a time full of questions and doubts, we're here to humanize the whole thing. You'll hear from successful trailblazers who will share the highs and lows of their 20s, and you'll also get words of wisdom from some experts who will speak on a certain topic relevant for 20-somethings. And then sometimes it'll just be me on the mic hosting an episode where I share a recent reflection or story from my own life as I too am navigating this wild decade. We're so happy to have you here. Let's get started. Today on the show, I will be sharing the inside scoop of my TEDx experience. A few years ago, I was lucky enough to give a TEDx talk at USC while I was getting my master's in social entrepreneurship, which is basically an MBA with an emphasis in creating businesses that have a social impact element. Think like Tom's, Bombas, Every Table, businesses like that. And the TEDx talk that I gave was titled, How Social Entrepreneurship Will Change the World. So on today's show, I'm going to frame this conversation into five parts. So the structure is first, last, best, worst, weirdest. It honestly is like a great way, I think, to frame a lot of things. But the goal for today is to kind of go through how I first got introduced to TEDx, maybe like some lasting impressions from my experience, the best part, the worst part, and the weirdest part. And just for chronological purposes, I'm going to put the last at the very end. So we'll go first, best, worst, weirdest, last. So first, what was my first introduction to TEDx? So I got involved with TEDx because I just saw the application online. I think I knew someone that was on the committee at USC And I saw that they only take, I think, six speakers every year. And someone had done a little blurb about it. And so I figured I might as well fill out an application, throw my hat in the ring. I didn't even really know. I think I even might have submitted like a few different topics. I was like, the odds are small, but you might as well go for it. And I'm a big like, just fill out the application and let them say no versus you saying no by not filling it out. I think the first round was like a phone screening. So I didn't really know how many people they were considering. The second round was like an in-person interview. And I remember there was like a whole document of like time slots and there was already like 50 people in there. And I was like, oh my God, the odds right now are like 10%. Like this is crazy. And I didn't even think I had a clear direction. I was like, these are a few of my ideas. So then I interviewed with them. I realized they were a wonderful team and I got accepted, which was really exciting. I was very happy to receive the news, but I was like immediately very, very nervous. And one thing that I really vividly remember around that time was the day prior to getting the news that I was accepted, I had ended a relationship that I really cared about. And like the next day I got this like really positive news. And I find that happens a lot in my life. Like one day something really bad will happen, but maybe it's for the best. And then the next day something really positive will happen that like reaffirms that bad thing wasn't meant for me. So I was really excited. I think the other thing that I realized, like I kind of mentioned, was just there was an amazing team on the TEDx team to support me. They had an executive director. They had a mentor assigned to each speaker, which was really great. Shout out Marjorie, if you're listening to this. She was wonderful. And we also had a lot of community support. So because there were six people doing it, everyone was like editing each other's drafts and just really cheering each other along the way. And then the other thing I remember about the introduction was that they offered acting and like coaching support for the actual like performance of giving the talk, which 
went a really long way, I think, in calming my nerves. So yeah, that was like my first introduction. That's kind of how it was presented to me into doing my TEDx talk. So yeah, the best part of my experience. Well, I mean, I think there's kind of two main things. The first would be, I think this TED talk gave me a really clear personal brand at a young age. And it helped me a lot with getting career opportunities. It kind of forced me, like I had mentioned, I had a few different ideas. It kind of forced me to narrow them down. (laughs) And they helped me narrow them down and kind of come up with like a really clear, cohesive 20-minute talk that I felt like I could kind of show future employers or show on social media as like, this is kind of, as of today, what I stand for. So I think that went a really long way for me. I think the second best part of my experience was, honestly, when it was done, like celebrating with friends and family. I was so grateful that I was able to have people there the day of. And I remember we were like sitting at lunch, just like breathing a huge sigh of relief. Like, I think that happens sometimes with really stressful things. Like, yes, it's about the journey, but a lot of the times it's about getting there and just like breathing that sigh of relief. So I would say those are the two best parts of my experience. The worst part of my experience, I think the biggest thing for me was just like the imposter syndrome was like the worst I've ever had in my life. At the time when I gave the talk, I was 21. So I was very much still young, figuring myself out. It wasn't even, I mean, I liked the world of social entrepreneurship. I definitely felt passion for it. But like, I don't know, I hadn't been out in the real world yet. I hadn't really experienced all the things. And I definitely felt like, why would people come to me on a topic that I'm still learning myself? they should have a professor do it or like they should have like a social entrepreneur who's actually like built and done something massive. I'd built small businesses and projects, but I hadn't actually built something like a Tom's shoes. So I think that was probably the worst part. Like I vividly remember I went to the car show with my mom. She loves the car show. And I remember it was like, I think in November or December. And I remember like I couldn't even focus on the cars because I was so anxious. Like I was so in my head. And I don't know if I had like a presentation I had to give for it or like a a draft due soon. I don't even remember really what it was. Maybe I'd like just taken a break from school for like Thanksgiving or something. And I actually sat and thought about it. But I just remember that time being so, so terrifying. And I think the other piece of it too was like, while the community support from my peers was so wonderful, I also, you know, like human nature, you compare yourself And they all were so brilliant and so passionate. And like, I remember there was like one guy who was like a doctor and trying to like cure brain cancer or something. And like, there were all these people that were doing really, really cool things. So I think for me, I was just definitely, there was one girl who wrote about the sexualization of voice assistants. Why is Siri and why is the Alexa, why are they all women? And what does it do for us to tell women what to do? Like really complicated, interesting philosophical talks. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? So I think that was probably the worst part is I never felt so inadequate. I came around to it. I remember my mom said, they put this opportunity in front of you for a reason, one. And two, you're not lying or pretending to be anyone else. Like you're saying, I am a master's student and this is my experience. So that's all you can do. That's all you can be. You're just being yourself. Okay, what was the weirdest part of my experience? So I am someone where I do sometimes get nervous. Obviously, like all human beings, we have anxiety of different degrees. But for me, I had these like really bad fear dreams that like it was one of those like, I feel like when you're a kid, you know, you think of like, if you're doing a song or you're doing a show or you're giving a speech, it's like visualize the audience naked or there's all these like tricks and stuff. I don't know. You wet the bed when you're little, like little things like that. I felt like when I was older, I was like going back to being a kid. Obviously I didn't wet the bed or anything, but I was like 
I would wake up in like a cold sweat and I would be like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I would just dream of like blanking on stage. And I don't think I've shared this yet, but I had to memorize the entire talk. So it was one of those things where it was like, if I blank, I blank. Like I got to find my way back. I got to figure it out. And so I think that was what was so terrifying. It wasn't like note cards or things that I could come back to. You know, I so meticulously put it together. I honestly memorized every single word. So the fear dreams thing was like the weirdest part. And I think specifically, it got worse as it got closer. But like, I think I gave the talk, like, let's say end of March, like March 25th or something. As it got closer, March 10th, March 15th, March 20th, March, I would be in class and like, I would raise my hand to answer a question. Like someone would say, I remember specifically, I was in impact investing class for my master's program. And I remember he asked like a really easy question or something like, how was your experience or something like that? And I raised my hand, he called me and I completely blanked completely. And I was like, I completely lost my train of thought. And that's, that had never happened to me before. Like sometimes I'll like start talking and I'm like, oh, I don't even know where I was going with this. But he called on me and like, I literally was like, I don't even know what I was going to say. Like, that's how much I was so scared of blanking. I started blanking in my everyday life. I would get like coffees with friends and be like, I forgot what I was going to say. It was so wild. So I'd say that was definitely the weirdest part. I didn't expect it to affect me that much. And you know, nothing since has affected me as much as that did, which is kind of weird, like physically affect me the way that that did. So what was my lasting impression of the experience? Well, I think the biggest thing was just like, I can do hard things if I put my mind to them and I can overcome my fears. And I think that was something really important for me to learn at that time. Organizing the speech was a beast in itself, like having to write something that I felt like I was still learning myself and how to talk about things in a way that was not at all as in like, I'm an expert and I know what I'm doing, but just like, from my experience, this is what I've learned. And then I think the other thing was just like, I didn't think I would be able to memorize the speech and I did. And it was because I like put my mind to it and I worked hard at it and I had an amazing group of people helping me. But I think it was like the first, honestly, like extremely challenging professional experience. Like I'd had hard papers and I'd had hard tests and I feel like I've had like hard interviews and stuff, but like nothing compared to this for some reason. And maybe I built it up in my head, honestly. Like, I don't know why. It's funny too, now that I'm talking about it, it's reminding me I did model UN in high school. And the thought of giving like a five or six minute memorized speech, I was like, I hated it. I was horrified. I wonder if like that, I know I have to do public speaking, but like it really does freak me out, especially when it has to be fully memorized and I can't have cue cards or anything. But anyway, yeah, that was my TEDx experience. I mean, you know, in terms of like the logistics of putting it all together, it took about six months from like start to finish. Like I think I was notified, I want to say like October and the talk was in March. So maybe like five months, but yeah, it was an experience that I cherish and I don't regret. And I highly recommend if anyone gets the opportunity, not even just a TEDx talk, but like a public speaking opportunity, whether it's like speaking on a panel, being a judge for something like a demo day or you know, going back to a class in high school or college and talking about your experience, like, I highly recommend pushing through the fear. I think we all can be terrified of public speaking, myself included. And even with this podcast, like in the beginning, I was like, so anxious about it. And I think it's just understanding that like people like authenticity and vulnerability and that you can do hard things. And you also wouldn't be given these opportunities if you weren't ready for them. And I think that's something we all have to remind ourselves of especially, you know, when you're feeling like an imposter, someone wouldn't ask you to speak on a panel or someone wouldn't ask you to come back and share your experience if they didn't think that you should and they didn't think you were ready for it. So anyway, that was my 
TEDx experience. If you have any questions, you can shoot me a DM. I highly, highly recommend. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dear 20-something. If you enjoyed it, you can give us a follow over at Dear 20-something on Instagram or subscribe here or anywhere you get podcasts. 